0: Welcome to the Back Chat show. This is a Back Chat extra brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. I am Jason Smith, and I had the opportunity to speak with Colorado Springs Switchbacks General Manager Brian Crookham about the Switchbacks season roster building and more. I'm here with uh, Switchbacks General Manager Brian Crookham. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Jason. Um, so, first year as the Switchbacks General Manager. Um, you're also the Director of Player Development for the Colorado Rapids, too. Um, so I guess the, first off, I let everyone know, what exactly are your responsibilities with the switchbacks?
1: So uh, with the switchbacks, I, I spend most of my time focused on kind of the roster development, the movement of players on the roster, and um, you know, the way we look at building the team over the long term. So hopefully that gives uh, Coach Chu a little bit, clear definition and being able to uh spend his time working on the current roster the players that we have and um you know putting together a team uh, on the field that uh, that's going to compete every week and, and progress every week and uh we can take away some of the things that distract you in dealing with roster building longer term planning uh, agents all, all of those fun things that yeah. uh that uh, can can be time consuming when uh, when you're also trying to run a run a team through the season.
0: Okay, um, so then I, I kind of got to kind of slide ahead a little bit. I had this question for later on, but you kind of leapt right jumped right into it. The when when it was announced that the, that the rapids were going to we were gonna, the switchbacks were going to be associated with the rapids. Um, it was kind of expected that we would have a little bit deeper roster, and that definitely doesn't seem to be the situation this season. What exactly is uh, going on with that? Is that like a plan thing, or is this a result of injuries? Or
1: well, I think there's a little bit of everything when you when you speak to the current roster. I mean, I guess it's probably worth kind of going through how we how we saw the. Uh, the roster really coming into into play because you know clearly we went into this both sides kind of wide eyes wide open and what we can and can't provide from from each side the switchbacks are in a situation where they're trying to build a long-term sustainable business for uh you know the colorado springs community and 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 establish a club that's going to be there and be successful for a long time mm-hmm. with that that there, there becomes some decisions on how you build rosters and and what um what your roster budget is and things like that on the other side of that we we came in uh with the uh bringing an mls team that uh definitely believes in developing younger players and needed an affiliation that would allow us to uh uh, to do that as well and so we thought it would be pretty complimentary as, as we come together so the way we approach the roster building side of it um is really with four different types of players number one you've got the usl contractor players the guys that that are on usl contracts and our are, are switchbacks players through and through mm-hmm. um it, it, we made a decision based on salary budget based on what we projected from loans how we could supplement it that we would look at that group and start with a base of 14 players um, that were USL contracted. So that allowed us to be uh, a little bit, it's a little bit more manageable in the spend on each player than when you limit the number of that. Clearly there are some risks um, involved in that when you do suffer some injuries earlier, maybe we can get to that as we go through it. But um, really it, it allowed us to maximize the salary budget and, and create a balanced uh, roster of USL players that, you know, had a mix of experience uh, in the league, some younger players that that we felt had real potential um, to do well in the league, and then uh, created a platform that we could supplement with loan players. So, so that's kind of the first type of player that we had in there. The second type of player that we have in it are the longer term loan players that we're going to provide from the Rapids site. So our goal is to try to have four longer term loan players, um, there all the time. Obviously all the Rapids players are, are available for recall when needed or, or when the situation is appropriate. Um, but you know, our look for those longer-term loan players are going to are guys that are going to need to be in an environment that's going to help them learn to be pros day in and day out. They're going to have to fight for spots every day. Those are generally going to be our younger players coming from the Rapids, guys that are that are being inducted into the professional game. We clearly think that they have talent to be long-term um, contributors to our roster at the MLS level. Um, mm-hmm. But they're you know guys that that need that environment and that induction in a, in a very specific way. So that's the Sam Reagan and the Matt Hundley's, the, uh, you look at Abdul, um, even our number three goalkeeper as it goes. So in this case, Andre Rawls, um, making sure that those guys are getting games and on a 28, 29 player roster, not, um, you know, not in the 18 rotting yeah. away at the end of the roster They're they're getting those minutes. So that's kind of the second type of player that we have in there. Then we've got the shorter-term loan players. You know, our more established guys in terms of where they fit into our first-team roster at the Rapids. Um, Andre Shinyashiki, Clint Irwin, Kofi Opare. In some cases, they may be coming back from injury in these games. In some cases, due to form of other players, whatever the situation may be, they may not be getting consistent minutes at the time, and we're able to find times to. Um, Get them integrated into the switch box and get them some minutes, um, and so they're kind of more guys that will come in and out of the group as they go. Okay. And then, it, the, the fourth type of player that we've we've also been able to utilize is is the academy player, and uh, you know some of our top youth pro- prospects are involved in that and when you look at the production of our academy in 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 commerce city um we've done pretty well a fourth of our our core rapids roster is made up of academy products so you know we felt like we could produce young players that are capable of helping and and most of the time that's in limited minute roles but uh certainly help us and especially in times where the roster does get thin we have resource to go to where in some cases you you know you you wouldn't have anywhere to turn um when you go through an injury crisis when you have some issues obviously a guy like abe rodriguez has not only come in and helped but uh performed exceptionally well um in that environment as a 16 year old logan dorsey came on and made his debut uh uh, last weekend in USL and and scored a goal, you know. So yeah. um, we feel like those those younger guys are also able to uh, contribute in their own way. And you know, when you look at all four types of players, then that 14 player roster base becomes a lot more manageable.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, that's great because I know there's a lot been a lot of debate about. Uh, a misunderstanding about like who's an academy player and who's an amateur player and and what exactly uh, why some guys are showing up and why others aren't do you have uh, do you have much control over the minutes or the game day roster decisions that that uh, coach Tchitchu maybe uh, uh how much input do you have with Tchitchu over the game day decisions about who gets minutes and and all that
1: well, in the end, it's, it's his decision on who's going to get minutes. Um, you know, guys have got to earn their minutes. And like I said, in every every one of those cases, um, guys have got to fit into the plan for the weekend to get that. The one thing I think is the kind of caveat to all that is if we're going to send um, a, a more seasoned professional, Clint Irwin, mm-hmm. um, somebody like that down, we're going to send him down to get minutes. So we have to work with, with Trent and say, hey, look, this is the weekend. We'd love to get Clint Irwin a game. Any issues with getting Clint in or, or Andre Shinya or whoever that is. Yeah. Um, and we work through that, but we certainly send them, you know, guys that are on the shorter-term loans, we're going to send them in with a plan to get minutes. And sometimes those minutes may be limited. In Kofi Opari's case, you know, the first time he played, uh, he was monitored on minutes. He was going to get 60 minutes. And so we've got to make sure that that is not disruptive to the overall planning of, of Coach Trichu's um, game day, you know. And
0: yeah. and in
1: some, in some cases, you know, you look at it and you've got to plan really well because if you know you're going to use a substitute at some point in the game, it, it does affect how you approach it. Um, It can be done. It can be very beneficial, but it also has to be planned for. You can't just, you know, it wouldn't be fair for us to throw that on him on a Friday afternoon and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's get this done. Um, it, It is our intent to try to get, uh, even our shorter term loan players down for a training session or two prior to make sure that they're integrated into the group and they're a part of it. Um, you know, the, the number one goal of the switchbox is to, to win the game that they play on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and, and so we, we've got to make sure that as we integrate players, it certainly benefits us, but it needs to, it needs to help support that goal of, of, of getting three points on, on any given Saturday.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so this season's been been kind of rough um i know we, we've come we're, we're coming off straight two straight wins which has been great um but uh we we did have kind of a I, I think we, you and i talked last time it was a, a a dry spell or a rough patch um what the going into this season and, and maybe even to this point what what goals do you have that you think this team is capable of making? I mean, do you are we still kind of in a transition mode to um you know the other the, the front office side where they're talking about running a business and, and being able to become profitable and sustainable and waiting for facilities? Um do you do you do you find yourself kind of in conflict with that at times when you Look at a team, and, and you know, obviously Chichu wants to win. The players want to win, but sometimes you're you're kind of limited in what you can do because of uh, some financial restraints that that the ownership may put on you.
1: Well, I, look, I think you know ownership's been very straightforward about where where things are um, in regards to the, the you know some of the resources and things that are going into the club, and they are going into the club. Um, you know, it's just our job to then maximize what we have in front of us. So, so in that case, and, and, you know, we did, we, we actually had a very good start to the season, you know, as mm-hmm. you, as you get in a couple early wins and a draw, some good road results as you go in there after a very good preseason. Um, clearly we took injuries to raw Saeed Robinson early on. And then Jamal Jack goes down right before we hit a really busy stretch with open cup games and all that. And there's no question that when you run on a pretty thin line, which we, we understand that we are at this point, um, you can't, it's harder to manage some of the adversity, um, that comes at you, you know, depending on depth. I, I think that the group has worked their tails off to do that and make sure that, uh, every week they're approaching the weekend um, and, and looking to get a result on the weekend. There's no excuses in, in what we're doing there. Um, and, and I don't think they, they show that at any point on on the weekends um, or, or in the midweek games when that's a real challenge to turn around from a, from a Saturday or Sunday and play to a Wednesday. Um, yeah. You know, that, that's certainly taxing on a, on a core group of players that uh that are given everything they can there. But, you know, so, so yes, there's, there's no question that, um, you know, you'd love to have a a, a massive amount of depth in in the, in the group and more bodies and things like that uh, on a permanent basis. But, but we know, we know exactly what we're dealing with and what we're managing here. And, um, you know, we've gone through that period. We've come back out of the backside of that period. It was some very key, home games to get results and now you come into the summer um, five points out of a playoff spot and there's still 60 points on the table in this season yeah. so you know we and you know to to boot outside of the Jamal Jack injury we've got a healthy roster you know so uh, to survive that period and actually get stronger on the back of it versus really be kind of you know running on fumes at the end is uh, is a testament to the the work the players and the staff did to get kind of through that and knowing that it was going to be a very difficult time sure and um you know i think that offers a lot of hope on on how you approach you know game for game we now get into a rhythm where basically we're playing one game every weekend for the rest of the the season And, um, you know, to take away the 4th of July where there's a there's a couple days slide in that uh, the rhythm is fantastic. It helps get players uh, healthy, provides for real recovery days, you know, and then it's it's quite frankly, it's easier to manage um, the roster as is. Um, as you as you approach that time period. We know we've gone through a struggle. Um, we've come out the backside of the struggle in touching distance of what we strive to be. And you ask about goals. I mean, look, A, we want to compete every single weekend and we want to be in a playoff conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the expectation. Nobody in that locker room, nobody in that organization is going to walk in and, and not expect that um, every single day. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of where we are and what, what we think the outlook is right now is that, that, you know, Saturday is another step closer to, uh, to putting us on that playoff line.
0: Okay. Um, Looking past this season, do, do you foresee, a time where you're able to have some of those financial constraints lifted, like like the like being able to carry a full bench on the road. Um, do, do you foresee that that situation kind of changing uh, in the in the in, in future seasons?
1: Uh, look, I, we've had discussions about you know how how the picture looks in the long term. I'll leave any financial questions or or uh, projections up to. Uh, the ownership group and you know that's uh, my our job is to to maximize the resource we are given Mm -hmm. um so i'll 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 leave the details of those (laughs) things in but we wouldn't be in this um if we didn't feel like there was a plan to progress um as we go through the years and as we go you know it starts with the season and, and every day but uh we we certainly believe that um getting into a stadium downtown, um, changes the picture for the franchise, um, as far as where you're allocating resources and, and, uh, and even time. I mean, the project that they've got going with those types of, um, project is, is unbelievable. And so, um, you know, I think that that's, that's a big part of the plan moving forward. And as, some of that comes to fruition. Um, it definitely helps uh, in in every area, but uh,
0: you know, we've still got a job to do between here and there. Sure, fair enough. Um, so come into this season. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're I believe we're about a third of the way through the actual season, um, and it, I think the the announcement and the partnership was officially announced in October. Or November of last year, what what are the biggest surprises you've had that you didn't expect coming into the season that have kind of been like a uh, caught you off guard or, or things you didn't expect? Uh, what's what's kind of surprised you so far this season, if anything?
1: Um, I think you know that's a that's a great question. I, I have to kind of buy time to answer that because I think you know. <laughs> We we had been through uh, you know my experience in USL and kind of managing USL partnerships started in 2015. So the league itself, which we know is very competitive, um, has been uh, certainly we knew what to expect in, in that case. And and going from 24 to 36 teams, and you know you're and you, and you add USL one, we knew we were going to we're basically competing with. Four hundred more jobs available than yeah. than we were in 2015, and and that was going to be a challenge from from day one in in creating that core roster. Um, but um, you know, I I think that um, some of the little challenges that arise around international players, loaning of international players, some of those pieces that um, that are are more complicated have have at times. Um, you know caused us to to look at it a little bit uh, deeper but I, to be honest with you I think it's um the majority of it is just that you know working through the things that come up on a daily basis and the and the tough schedules and the the open cups and the things that uh that challenge you uh every day
0: yeah okay uh any any uh blockage well, kind of, can as as any any difficulty you've come across that you didn't expect to, to come across or you're like this, uh, this didn't come up when, when you were working with Charlotte, uh, the, you're, we were previously affiliated or anything like that? Yeah. Snowstorms.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, uh, we get in situations where we, uh, we had, we had guys that were, uh, that were planning to go down, uh, for training and, uh, from the Denver based group and, uh, it basically there were two days where they they couldn't get there and we didn't have those, those pieces and the facilities related, uh, you know, struggles with that are, are real no matter where you are. And, uh, so I, you know, those are things that when you threw guys on the airplane and go to Charlotte, um, we didn't tend to, you know, occasional yeah. thunderstorm and some lightning, but, uh, you know, literally getting guys stuck on the highway between here and uh, Colorado Springs was a is a new experience for us. And so some of those, some of those in town travel logistics and just getting those pieces right in the movement, um, is, you know, it's certainly a challenge or something that we didn't deal with in the same manner. Um, but, uh, it's certainly more accessible and in a, in a lot better situation for our players, um, than, than where we were in in the Charlotte relationship.
0: Sure. How how often do you get down to, to the Springs to, to catch training or to catch games? Um, I'm there probably
1: two to three days a week from a training standpoint and then every every game day. So uh, in this week I'll be there tuesday thursday and then they travel friday so i won't be in there last week i was down there uh, four times i think so uh, with the home game week so you know it, um quite a bit i'm there uh, enough to see uh, things emerge every day meet with the staff um meet with the admin staff and uh, so I'm, I'm i've got a i've got a pretty good finger on the pulse there
0: cool cool um Final question, uh, and and maybe we can make some news with this. There's been hints from from Trichu's interviews and maybe from some of the off- front office that there, we may see some new faces coming up this summer. Um, you want to confirm, deny, give me some names?
1: <laughs> well, I'm definitely not going to give you any names, oh. but, which was a fantastic effort on your part. <laughs> Um, you know, until things are signed, sealed, delivered, we won't announce it. We'll announce it as soon as they are, they are done. But, uh, yeah, look, we're going to have some reinforcements. There's no question. We're going to, um, you know, we've been able to be pretty creative in, on a, in a couple of different ways, um, in trying to enhance the roster. Um, I think honestly, within, uh, a very short amount of time, we'll be able to probably announce two new signings. Um, and then we're still uh, maneuvering and trying to put ourselves in a position where maybe we can uh, make one more uh, addition in the summer transfer window um, there's nothing done yet there is certainly a lot of hard work going on to maneuver us into a position where we can we can get there but uh, you know we are we're definitely working every day to uh, to have reinforcements come in
0: awesome I think it's safe to say we will you will see some signs Excellent, excellent. Well, um, thanks a lot for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, this an- answers a lot of the uh, some concerns and curiosities that a lot of the, the the Switchback fans have been have been having over the season. So, uh, thanks a lot, Brian Cookham, uh, general manager of the Switchbacks, and uh, thanks. Absolutely, my pleasure. I'd like to give a thanks to our sponsors, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. I'd like to thank Brian Crookham for having the time to sit down and talk with me about this, and uh, thanks for the Switchbacks organization for helping me set it up. Uh, My name is Jason Smith, and you've been listening to the Bat Chat Extra. Thanks a lot. Bye.